okay, everybody. Jason Manzoukas here. Not Paul. Paul's out of town. Everybody freaked out. So I, I got to do this. I'm in the closet. I- I'm in a full body sweat. I don't know how one of these works. I've only ever done a core chat. But ready or not, here we go. So in today's last looks, we're going to talk about, oh, what should How Did This Get Made fans be called? Or if I just don't know, what do you call each other, like, in the wild? When you see another How Did This Get Made fan, do you, do you, do you self-identify as a thing? Or do you just scream Geostorm at each other and run away? Also, uh, here's a question. If there was, conceivably, a How Did This Get Made convention, would you show up? What would your cosplay be? And what movie would you be excited to have us bring back as a panel or to talk about? And who would you want signing at the booths, right? That's a good one. I think that's pretty good. We talk about it in this goddamn episode. You know how I know? We already recorded it, you fucking idiots. Also, Devin, Cody, and I give you a shitload of recommendations for stuff to watch, stuff to read, stuff to listen to. We're just honestly crushing it on Rex today. So it's Rex in effects on this episode of How Did This Get Made? Colon, Last Looks. Hit that theme. Last looks, last looks. Say something before it's gone. Because it's last looks, last looks. This is the opening song. Well, after this one, Paul moves on. Ha ha! Joke's on you! Not Paul! Jason! Theme song, stop! All right, what's up, jerks? Jason Manzoukas here, not Paul Shear, uh, Jason Manzoukas. That's right, I'm doing the whole fucking last looks. So get yourself ready to have your fucking minds blown. We are going to talk about, uh, what is it, tough turf? Uh, Devin and Cody are here. I have literally no idea what I'm doing. So Devin and Cody are here to help me. We're talking about tough turf tough and turf. a bunch of other stuff. That's right. Right. We got corrections and omissions. We got um, those corrections and omissions. Jason's picks. We're gonna have later. Too. We got Jason's picks. <laughs> yeah, I hope you have. Is he picks. joining us? <laughs> no, that's you. Okay. Shit. <laughs> I gotta pick some stuff quick. Yeah, you probably should. And then at the end, uh, guess what? We're gonna tell you what next week's movie is, so you can watch it. And by the way, it's a fucking doozy. Uh, first things first. I gotta shout out the person who did the theme song we just listened to is Quinn. Just Quinn? Just Quinn. Is it always Quinn? It's not no. always Quinn. It's not always Quinn. It just was in this instance. So yeah. if you think you can do better than Quinn, not no no shade to Quinn. I thought it was dynamite stuff, uh, except he didn't know that it was going to be me instead of Paul. So when he said that Paul was going to be on, I, it hurt my feelings. So if you want to create a, um, a theme song for Last Looks, again, that is the new name of this show, uh, Last Looks. Send it to how did this get made at earwolf.com. Uh, guys, keep it short. Uh, we don't need to hear a bunch of nonsense. I'm talking like 15, 20 seconds. I'm talking Wesley Willis length songs, okay? Uh, guys, <laughs> early guided by voices length songs. Yes. I'm talking I'm talking B thousand level songs. <laughs> Uh, kicker of elves in length. Something from Propeller, maybe. Something. Thank you, Devin. <laughs> Something recorded on a tape deck on a boombox in a basement in Ohio. <laughs> now, uh, before we get into it, guess what, shitheads? I've got fucking 
announcements for you about the tour. Because, guess what? We have movies now. Before, you've known when the tour was and where we were going, but now we know what we're watching. So I'm going to run this down quick just because some of you may already have this information. So... For the August 3rd virtual show through Moment House, the movie is Love on a Leash. That whole episode, uh, while uh, airing live August 3rd, is going to be available. So if you buy a ticket and you can't see it live, it's going to be available for seven days after airing. So you can watch it anytime. You can watch it multiple times. Uh, You know, have a party. Have people over. Uh, I want people posting, how did this get made, viewing parties. And I want them (laughs) out of control. I mean, like, really chaos. I want, I want, like, set up a party in a place that you just trash while you watch How Did This Get Made Live? Because that's what I'm assuming people are doing. Getting wasted, trashing the place. New Orleans, August 12th. We are watching Hard Target, the 1993 Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Dallas, August 13th. We are watching A Werewolf in Paris, the 1997 movie. August 14th in um, Houston uh, is Open Windows, which stars Elijah Wood and is the same, I'm led to believe, the same uh, filmmaker as Grand Piano. It's a lot of the same team that made uh, uh, our recent favorite Grand Piano, and that is going to be in Houston. Um, Indianapolis is Designed to a Kill. Now, this movie has two other names. So if you can't find Designed Designed to a Kill, try Deadly Runway or Fatal Fashion. The movie's from 2018. It's got three three titles. This is some wild stuff. Uh, Detroit, August 17th, is, get ready, The Oogle Loves and The Big Balloon Adventure. I can already tell I'm not going to like that movie. It's going to be upsetting. <laughs> uh, just from having seen the, the cover image, it's not cool at all and is possibly a hate crime. In Northfield, Ohio, which a lot of people are coming out and saying, thank you for calling it Northfield and not Cleveland. Thank you. Yes, this is suburban Cleveland. And maybe a few small number of people are voicing, saying, uh, voices are, are piping up and saying, just call it Cleveland. This is a Cleveland venue. No, it's not. You know how I know? Because on this piece of paper, it says Northfield Park. Okay, Northfield, Ohio. That's where we're going, not Cleveland. So, nice try. Eat shit. You know what, Cleveland? Next time, make it, make a better offer, Cleveland. Northfield, (laughs) they rolled out the red carpet, baby. And then Chicago at the Chicago Theater. Boy, do I love that theater. August 19th. Ooh, I just am reading in this. It's our 300th episode. Zoinks. Yeah. How how on earth? We got to wrap this whole thing. We got (laughs) to, what on earth? So, uh, uh, August 19th, guys, it, you asked for it. You, We are giving it to you. Morbius. It is Morbin time. I've, I'm told that's a meme. I've not seen the movie, and I've never seen the meme. But it's Morbin time. I've been told to say that. So, apparently, you guys are going to really like it if I say it's Morbin time. So, I hope you came. So... <laughs> If you need any, if you got questions, if you've got thoughts, if you want to call us and say, hey, you know, you're going to be in Northfield, Ohio, the home to the best, you know, restaurant in 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 uh, Northfield. Here's the here's what we recommend. Here's where you should eat. If you've got advice, if you want advice, you know what? Call Paul. Uh, or in this instance, I guess you're going to be talking to me, but you know, you you didn't know that when you called uh, at 619 Paul ask. That's P-A-U-L-A-S-K. 
We're going to hear some uh, messages from people who have already called in. Again, they were asking Paul questions, uh, but they're going to get answers from this guy. Uh, and we've also got uh, comments, uh, concerns, uh, questions, all about Tough Turf, a movie, the James Spader movie that we just watched a couple of weeks ago or a week ago. What What, what is time? When What, what is this? What am I saying? Am I setting up this week? week. Yeah. This was last week. Okay. I don't know what's happening. I don't know how this works. Am I doing good? <laughs> you're, doing yeah, you're doing great. Okay, Fantastic. Great. All right, good. Throw to break, it says. Okay. Last week on the show, we talked about tough turf. You heard us get into the nitty and the gritty of that James Spader epic movie. Uh, you guys had some thoughts, some questions. Things you believe maybe we missed or didn't talk about. Some explanation hopes, I'm assuming. And probably a fair amount of you just wanted to flex about something you saw or something you think is important that we didn't mention because your thoughts have supremacy over ours. Regardless, I don't know why we do this. I don't know why we encourage you guys to speak up. This is like encouraging the audience to just shout stuff. But here we go. Corrections and omissions. There's a song for this? Corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. We told John What theme song is this? Can you guys can you do you know what theme it's this is a TV I know, show it's theme like, song. It's like uh, I mean it isn't growing pains, but it's no, like but that it's era. close. Yeah, it's I totally. would say we should ask John Falding to email me back and let us know what he used as inspiration for this theme yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah, John Falding. It's who, like in the vein of like who's the boss almost. It is. That, yeah. And, and and maybe I'm wrong and it's not a um maybe it's not a theme. It's just sounds like one of those themes, and it's like yeah, it's triggering that kind of nostalgia for me, but good job. I enjoyed it, except for the fact that once again, it said Paul's name, not mine. You know what, John Falding? Fuck you for not knowing that I would be last minute guest hosting this show. Let's go to the Discord. Okay, this brings up a good question. What is the Discord? Oh, boy, Jason. Wow. Um it's another type of app where Paul talks to people um, Boy, and wow. our fans got to stop talking to people. <laughs> he really does. Precedent. <laughs> um, but all of these users are how do the skating fans and this is where they put their corrections and omissions. OK, OK. So this is so we've gone. It's so thank you, uh, Cody. Thank you. Uh, and and Cody has has very generously called some of the discords. Are they called discords? Yeah, some of the posts, some Discord. of the po okay. Sorry, that makes more sense. Yeah, so I'm, so so Cody has has called some of the posts from Discord, and I'm gonna read them. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right, hold on, I gotta increase the font because I'm old, baby. <laughs> okay, so this first one comes from Doctor Guts one thousand and three. <laughs> you know what? When are we? When are we gonna in online in our online lives? When are we going to get to the point where we just use our names and that's it? We just are, we are ourselves in the world and we are ourselves online. 
I don't know. Maybe that's just me and I'm an old man. But, you know, to spend part of the day going through the world as Dr. Guts 1003? <laughs> I don't know. That's some wild stuff. Okay. And Dr. Okay. Guts is a regular correspondent, I have to say. Yes. Dr. Guts, correspondent? Yeah. Wait, the do old... we employ this person? <laughs> we get a lot of info from Dr. Guts. It's okay, true. so I, no sh- I'm not shading. No shade no, I know, to Dr. I know. Guts. <laughs> uh, I'm just like, I, I just am like, wow, we, okay, here we go. Dr. Guts 1003 writes in, The screenwriter for Tough Turf has an interesting backstory. I'm going to do it like Casey Kasem. Dr. Guts 1003. The screenwriter for Tough Turf has an interesting backstory. Nobody knows who Casey Kasem is. This is a pointless impression. A, it's not a good impression. We all know Casey Kasem is. It's not a good impression. And B, a lot of the people in the audience are like, what is he doing? (laughs) I'm abandoning that. I'm going back to Dr. Guts 1003 writes, but keep this all in. Mm -hmm. The screenwriter for Tough Turf has an interesting backstory. The screenwriter's name is Jet Rink, which is similar to James Dean's name in Giant, Jet Rink. Jet Rink is the pseudonym for a woman named Ina May. May had difficulty getting her foot in the door in Hollywood with her slightly Southern and very feminine name. So she legally adopted the name Jet Rink. She chose that name because her mother always teased her about being a female James Dean. Knowing this, it's not surprising that the film has similarities to Rebel Without a Cause, as was brought up in the episode. She had originally submitted the Tough Turf script under her original name and had no luck, but when she submitted the script to the same company using the Jet Rink name, it was quickly picked up. Wow. In 1985 LA Times article about her, it was reported she had completed a Capra-esque musical called The Magic Man for Disney. However, a quick check on IMDb shows that Tough Turf is the only thing she is credited as writing. Huh. Thank you, Dr. Guts 1003. Interesting. A Capra-esque musical. I would love to see a musical from the team that brought you a Tough Turf. So there is a world in which Tough Turf could have been a musical. I was going to say, you guys kind of described it like it almost was a musical because there's know, so many songs in it. So many, exactly. So many songs, so many, so many songs that could have been just, you know, sung inside of the, inside of the movie. That yeah. would have been, I would have maybe, I mean, and I really liked Tough Turf. It might have been even better for the show if it had put, maybe, can somebody put songs in it? How about this? How about a Broadway adaptation of Tough Turf that's a musical? Yeah. Stop adapting things for theater that are already incredibly good. (laughs) Take something that's bad and make that the adaptation. Don't give me a producer's musical. Give me a Tough Turf musical. Take something that the raw materials are flawed but wonderful and turn that into a musical, boom, you're a hero. Hey, is Jet Rink still alive? Write those songs, Jet Rink. Anyway, okay. What do I do? I just go on to the next one now? Yeah. Yeah, you can just read the next one. All right. How am I doing? Great. Great. You're you're doing great. Listen, this is like your you're better than Paul already. <laughs> oh, that's right. Thank you. You know what, Cody? You know how to handle talent. Mm-hmm. Corgi Herder. Corgi Herder. Set, writes into the Discord. Paul Moans, who played Nick in Tough Turf, not only became a rabbi, but is how did this get made royalty by writing Double Team and The Quest, two movies I do not remember watching. Uh, that's Jason saying that. As well as an acting appearance in Streets of Fire. I do remember watching that. That's a home run. After a close call with death, he now goes by Moshe Moan and co-created the Jewish faith-based production company 26 Entertainment, which is currently overseeing small miracles. Um, okay, thank you, Corgi Herder. 
what an interesting, what a wild and interesting career. Uh, former Paul Moans, now Moshe Moans, uh, uh, has. Yeah, our Discord really gets into some wild research. They know everything. I don't oh. know what Small Miracles is. Yeah, and I was looking up Double Team and The Quest. I don't remember those either. Double Team is the Van Damme movie with Mickey Rourke as the bad guy. And we him. did it? Yeah, him and Dennis Rodman. Oh, I do remember yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, got it. I remember that one. Wow. There is like a... I wish at some point... And I would if, let me be very clear. I do not want to go to this, but I do wish there was a how did this get made convention where the tables and the panels were all like getting the cast of Tough Turf back together, getting yes. the cast and filmmakers of movies X, Y and Z to give panel discussions or you can go and get a signed copy or, you know, they just what did they just put out? Um Voyage of the Rock Aliens right. on DVD. Yes. There would be a DVD table and a screening of of that movie. Or, you know, like you could you could really dig a, a themed convention, the the theme of which is our show and the movies that we've covered and all of the like Moshe Moans is a perfect example here. He's been in multiple movies we've covered. He's got an interesting story. We we talked to him on stage. Again, I'm not there. No. Um, I, I, or I'm Skyping in or something. Um, uh, but I think that would be fun. Let's get that going. Discord. Can the Discord just the, do that? The Discord's probably already started doing this and they haven't they probably heard start, It's probably been going, this is probably its third year of happening <laughs> exactly. and I've just never heard of it. <laughs> Thankfully, they've, they've kept me out of it. Okay. I'm going to go to this next one, which is Mitch Kappa, FKA Chunk Style. Okay. Mitch he was, Kappa. He was known as Chunk Style on the I old see boards. now. Okay, formerly now he, known. Now I get it. Now I, I get know it. he goes by his real name, like you were asking earlier. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Mitch Kappa is his real name. Got it. Okay. So Mitch, I'm assuming is his name. Yeah. Okay. So Mitch Kappa, formerly known as Chunk Style, writes in to say, my biggest question about the movie concerns the locker room fight. Everyone cleared out of there at lightning speed before the beatdown happened, and there were some guys in the shower. Did they even have time to grab a towel, or were they just hanging out wet and naked in the gym until everything was done? Question mark. Great spot. Uh, really interesting uh, question. Um, yeah, my presumption is, uh, as I was watching the movie, I, I just presumed that everybody was dicks out in the school, you know, because they knew the beatdown was happening and they were were dilly dallying in the shower. So next thing you know, you've got a bunch of naked dudes in in chemistry or or whatever. I, I don't know. That's this is the '80s. Remember, you know, where it wasn't uncommon for bullies to steal your clothes when you had to shower at school and push you out into the hallway naked to, you know, suffer the the shame and embarrassment uh, of being naked in a junior high school or high school uh, hallway, uh, I presume. Uh, I, I assume that has happened to people. I don't have any personal experience with it. Oh, sure. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, Mitch Kappa, why did you bring this up? Uh, um... Yeah, I, I, I suspect, yeah, a bunch of naked people walking around, you know, just so that, holy cow, which reminds me again of the brutality of that beatdown, which is them putting heavy combination locks from the lockers into towels and then savagely beating on Spader with towels laden with heavy metal locks. That had to have been 
He, I mean, broken ribs, fractured skull. That would be crazy. Yeah. That's like fatal. Let's say yeah. asking for yeah. fatality. And he literally walks away, brushes it off like, whatever, man. <laughs> What's your problem, dude? Anyway. Uh, okay. So here it says in all bold and all caps with an exclamation point. So I'm going to yell, let's go to the phones. All right. We have Scott from Virginia that has some insider hotel information. Oh, okay. Great. Hey, Polly, yo, it's Scott calling from Virginia. I'm going to ask you to stop it right there. <laughs> now, you guys are hearing Scott call in, and he said, you're confused right now because he says, hey, Paul. Paul's not here. So, A, fuck you, Scott from Virginia, for not knowing it would be me doing this emergency fill-in episode. <laughs> Dick move on your part, but let's play it again. Okay, here we go. Your tough guy, tough turf episode. Um been running hotels for 20 some years so i can tell flex. you in Savage general flex. people don't use dressers anymore yeah um dressers nightstand drawers desk drawers generally don't get touched um to the point where a lot of times or several times in the industry they started with getting rid of dressers entirely only to find Do out it. that people like to put their keys and junk on top of dressers so they kind give of give me a shelf back. give me a um, shelf but yeah, yeah. Key Maybe shelf. if you're staying for a month or so, but in general for transient people, nobody touches the drawers and no one cares about your clothes. So hopefully that makes you guys feel better. See ya. I don't know about it making me feel better, but I feel vindicated. Yes. Thank you, Scott, for agreeing with me that it's absolutely patently insane and ludicrous to unpack your suitcase into the drawers where people's, I believe, dirty laundry has been. Also, I wanted to I wanted to uh, say something that I can't remember if I brought up, but I definitely wanted to or definitely should have, which is and I wonder if if this has impacted either of you in a way that it very much impacted me because it happened in New York when I was living in New York, which was the bed bug epidemic ah. that was that just overwhelmed hotels and 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 movie theaters and everything in New York. And that's another reason that I don't use drawers or anything in hotels is I don't want to pick up any bugs, uh, bed bugs and put them into my suitcase and pack them home. Yeah. I, I honestly, I, it, the guy said it pretty well. What was it? Uh, who was the last caller? Was it Scott Steve? from Virginia? Scott. Scott said it pretty well, I would say, which is if you're there for like a month, if you're moving into sure. a place, I can understand it. I've been in places for four or five days and never unpacked my suitcase. I don't have a problem with and keep just in opening mind, my damn suitcase and getting my yeah. damn clothes out of it. I don't Scott understand. has been doing this. He's been doing this for 20 years. Right. He knows. He's I a was hotel just owner. at a hotel that didn't have a dresser. Now that yeah. I'm thinking about it, because I don't, I was there for three days, but it had in the closet one of those little racks that you put your suitcase on to open it up. And that's... Perfect. What I lived out of, and I didn't even think that there wasn't a dresser in it until just this moment. Right. Isn't that great? You didn't even notice. You didn't miss it at all. Not at all. No. So I would like for us to start a campaign. How did this get made, fans? Here's a question, and maybe this has come up before. And I'm sh and, and and frankly, if it hasn't come up before, I will be shocked. Do the fans of How Did This Get Made? I call themselves something. Is there a name for hmm. how did this get made fans? The way that fans of blank, the blank check podcast are called blankies. Right. You know, uh, is there a nickname or a, 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 
uh, I guess a nickname for that that the fans self-identify as or, or or that they call each other either positively or negatively. That's a really good question. I don't think so, but the thing that people keep coming back and if they send us emails and they sign off, they always say if they're um, team Fred or Team Sanity. True, and that's oh, the closest that's maybe, yeah. that we have. But I it's like very that, fun to see, though. I love that. I actually, I hope that that's that should be what it is. Yeah, or there, you know, you know there, there's things that you guys call people all the time. Like there's balcony monsters. There's people of For, Earth. Yep. You know, which uh, that's t- how it, Paul greets everyone every episode. So interesting. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I am a little bit shocked that we've been going for eleven years. And we don't have any kind of way to, I don't want to say affectionately refer to, but to refer to the entirety of our fans right. at, by, with a moniker. How so, did this get maniacs? Yeah, so I, I don't like that. <laughs> no, Devin, I hate no. it. I hated Mute it yourself. while I said it. No, I know. Mute yourself. <laughs> Devin um, was shaking his head. No one can see. Yeah. He was shaking his head as he said Jay, it. <laughs> it was almost as if he was like, why am I saying this? Um, but I'll put it to you, um, people listening now, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, send us a, I don't know, go to the discord. Is that where go this to the discord? Call yeah. Okay. 619 P-A-U-L-A-S-K. Yeah. And let us know what it should be. And, um, I'll, I'll put it all together and I'll, I'll get it out there for everyone. And maybe we can make a vote. Yeah. And, and, let, and I, but I want to, yes, I agree with everything Cody just said, but I want to include an important caveat. If we do it and we vote and we let you guys vote and you choose a name we don't like, we are we have veto power. Yes, yes I think that's absolutely. Fair. Yeah, uh, we I, might not per, let I you think vote. I personally have veto power. I'm just I'm going to yeah. just say I personally have veto power. <laughs> Great. Um, but uh, so, no, you know, we, we it's got to work. And you know what? I, I, I there's a way in which I don't want to force it. You know, we've gone this far without having it organically happen, so maybe it shouldn't happen. But I do think, to your point from earlier, Cody, what did organically happen, which I love, is that everybody kind of comes down on either Team Fred or Team Sanity. Yeah. People ident- when, they, when people identify with the show, it's not as just fans of the show. It's a, as, as Team Fred or Team Sanity level fans of or version fans of the show, right. which I like. It's I like knowing, bigger, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> I like knowing who's with me <laughs> yeah. and who's against me. I think we're I think we're a clean sweep of Team Fred here today, aren't we? Oh, really? Yeah, I think we're all Team yeah. Fred. Oh, yeah. Oh, that see, this is how it should be. This is how <laughs> got, see you and all you Team Sanity fucks who are listening. You must be out of your minds right now. There's nobody voicing your side. Guess what? Fred is imaginary. He's not real. He's a manifestation of her, of her psyche. Guess nobody's here to disagree with us. Ha 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 ha. Okay. Ashanti in Maryland uh, sent us this. Ashanti from Maryland. I'm calling because I just watched Tough Turf, and when we first meet Robert Downey Jr., a girl comes up to him in the office, and he's like, hey, babe, and she's like, hey, babe, and he gives her, asks her to give him a knife, which, okay, cool, I thought they were dating, but later we see at the party, Ronnie, or Frankie's friend, I think her name was Ronnie, is like, oh, I'm totally into Robert Downey Jr., and I'm like, wait a minute, isn't the brown-haired girl Robert Downey Jr.'s girlfriend? What's happening there? Also, the knife didn't come back, even though he gave it to James Bader in the classroom. Weird. So, anyway, love you guys. <laughs> this movie was awesome, and you guys are awesome. So, thanks. Bye. 
Thank you, Ashanti. I had, funny, I had the same uh, note in my notes when I watched this movie, and I don't think it came up during the show, which was how strange that beat was where, uh, you're right, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is given a knife, and then in class, he kind of brandishes it to kind of fuck with Spader, who's the new kid. Um, and in a, 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 in a way in which I I thought initially they were going to be antagonists, that they were going to be enemies, and this would be the inciting incident, that Downey Jr. was kind of fucking with him with a knife, like threatening him essentially. Hey, new kid, I'm going to be your worst nightmare. And then they turned out to be friends, and instead he gave him the knife. And part of me was then wondering, oh, was Robert Downey Jr. trying to do him a solid and be like, if you're going to be in this school, you need a weapon? I, I, I never came back. It was never explained. I didn't understand it. But it definitely, the knife element of it definitely reminded me of, again, the 50s greaser style fights that would be part of like Greece or movies from that era that this movie is clearly an homage to where everybody would the fights that people would get in would be with like switchblades and and stuff like that, you know? Um, so I felt like they were doing something like that, but then it, it really, you're, you're right. Ashanti, it never comes back. It never is used. It's, it's a moment that seems important and is somehow not, uh, welcome to tough turf. <laughs> Sam in Pittsburgh left us a message. Here we go. Hey, Paul. This is Sam from Pittsburgh uh, calling about Tough Turf. I was actually just watching an interview with Amy Paris, who's a costume designer for Stranger Things, and it turns out this movie was their main point of reference for all the costumes in season four, particularly when we're in the roller rink. So very timely for Tough Turf to be viewed by the How Did This Get Made listeners. Thanks. Love the show. Oh, I love that. That's great information, Sam in Pittsburgh. I love knowing that. Again, I, I had you guys, either of you, heard of Tough Turf? I had never or seen heard Tough of it. Turf. No, no. I was shocked because I thought I have seen every like James Spader and Robert Downey Jr. movie, Same. and yeah. it turns out we haven't. I, and not only that, like I was like, I'm I, these. It, it it also is. I get it a little bit more from you both, but for me. This was when I was that age. So right. I was more shocked that I didn't even I hadn't even heard of this movie that had actors that I saw everything they were in. It's a style of movie that I absolutely would have watched uh, on VHS or something like that. So I was blown away. And so I'm 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 I guess I'm not shocked, but I think it's cool that Tough Turf is inspiring Stranger Things. Uh, and I guess it has a much larger footprint than I would think, you know, um, I haven't watched the the see the Stranger Things season that is being mentioned, but it is the season. I will say I will use this opportunity uh, to to plug uh, Kate Bush's running up that hill, which yes. is featured prominently in this season, which is one of my all time favorite Kate Bush songs on one of my all time favorite ever albums, uh, Hounds of Love, an album that came out in 1985 uh, and I bought on cassette when I was 13 years old. Hell Yes. <laughs> Love uh, it. A 13-year-old Jason Manzukas with a tiny wispy mustache listening to Kate Bush on a Walkman. <laughs> I love and it. And crying. Jason, Not when you gotta watch this season, changed. Jason, you're really a max here. I think you're gonna really, you're really like it. You're really a max. 
You, oh yeah, you think? Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll I'm gonna watch it. I, I gotta catch up because I'll be frank. I stopped after season two. I also so, did. I just occurred to me. I had I never watched three. It just I yeah. think it came out at a moment where I was just super busy, and then it was Same. two years later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I gotta go back, watch three, watch four, because there's gonna be a five, right? And that's, that's there like, is. That's yeah. the end. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right, I'm into it, and especially now that I know they're 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 hyping up Kate Bush. Yeah. Love it. Totally. Wait, this says back to the Discord? Oh, yeah, yeah, you're not done yet. God damn it. <laughs> How long is the Discord? How big is it? How There's a is lot. It? I only pulled a few, so. How long is Twitter? How many pages is the Discord? <laughs> okay. This Discord comes to us from RyRy80. R-Y-R-Y-80. <clears throat> I want to point out that the lead singer of Jack Mack and the Heart Attack is Mark Campbell. The same Mark Campbell that is the singing voice of Marty McFly. Ooh, interesting. When he sings Johnny Be Good at the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. Other movie soundtracks Jack Mack and the Heart Attack can be found on are. And then uh, this person links us to a IMDB page for Jack Mack, or a Wikipedia rather, for Jack Mack and the Heart Attack. Films 1983 Spring Break, 1983 Class Reunion, 1984 Granville, USA, 1984 Hard to Hold, 1984 Police Academy, 1985 Porky's Revenge, 1985 Back to the Future, 1985 Tough Turf, 1986 Vamp, 1987 Beverly Hills Cop 2, a classic movie, 1988 18 again, 1989 The Experts, we have got to I do that I was just going to say that. that uh, How have we not the done experts The Experts? Is a perfect How Did This Get Made movie. It's John Travolta. <laughs> I'm emailing uh, Avril now. It's Kelly so Preston, yeah. right? Isn't that yeah, the movie yeah, yeah. That, where they meet? And then who plays his just, sidekick? Is it, um, God, who, who is it? Who plays the sidekick? It's, um, son of a bitch, who is it? Ari Gross? Is it? That's what it says, yeah. Okay, oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, that movie, it, uh, I, if I remember correctly, because this, so, okay, so how do we live in a world where I've 100% seen The Experts and I've never seen or heard of Tough Turf? Right. <laughs> that, that's, that's lunacy. Um, the Experts is a movie in which, correct me if I'm wrong, two American, like, party guys are kidnapped and brought to a Russian town where Russians are training their agents to f- seem more believably American. And so they import two American guys who don't know they're not in America. And they just are basically used to uh, explain how Americans party. Yes, exactly. Is that right? <laughs> yes, that is exactly. That the is from memory of when I saw this movie when I was, I don't know, 17 years old. Six in 1989. Yeah. yeah. It, it's directed uh, by Dave Thomas. I never knew that. Wait, wait. Strange Brew Dave Thomas? You, seriously. The Experts is directed by Dave Dave Thomas okay. himself. That is well, wild. I've not seen this, but now knowing Dave Thomas directed it, it makes sense. The plot makes sense. Yes. Really? <laughs> to me, it does. I'm like, this is okay. The Experts <laughs> was one of those movies that I have probably seen like 15 times because it was just on HBO one summer. And it was just oh, every time it came on, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch a little bit of this. So I've probably seen it like easily 10 times or more. That's, That's wild. Unsettling. <laughs> well, um, I want to point out just one more thing about this Jack Mack and the heart attack situation, because after the experts in 1989, um, oh, there's a there's a credit here for 1985's doing time. And then 
No credit until 2019, the movie Richard Jewell. That is wild. So what that was pointed out in the discord and I didn't pull it, but it's because um, Jack Mack and the heart attacks were playing the Olympics when oh. that bomb exploded. So that song is in the soundtrack because of that. Okay, really? that makes more sense. Okay, now that makes entirely more sense. So, okay, got it. Because I was like, caught that too. My mistake for not pulling it. This is all on the Discord. They listen. Well, no, I mean, it's used in the movie. I think it's that's really interesting. I mean, yeah. Oh, but- it's super interesting. But I was, for a minute, I was like, wait a minute. Did this person then not work right. for 30 some odd years and then make a... Like a, a raucous comeback in a Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> Eastwood's I mean, like, like wow. get me, get me, get me, Jack Mack, get me, Jack Mack, and the heart attacks. Uh, Clint, what? Get me, Jack Mack, and the heart attacks. Clint, we can't hear you. <laughs> IQ underscore wine hunt says, parentheses, note, colon, this correction is correct, exclamation point. We have never covered Ladyhawk, period. Someone else mentions he keeps bringing it up in other episodes. Jason, Close parentheses. I'm so sorry. That was my note to you. <laughs> oh, that's your note to me? Those Keep are like stage in. directions, yeah. yeah. Keep this in. I thought this was part of IQ underscore wine hunts thing. Well, this is okay. not your fault. You've never no, done no, no. this before. We didn't I don't clarify. Care. Um, I just know that you can read if you want to read... Uh, what the actual thing yeah but i wanted to say they're correct we've never done this film but okay so that's your note yeah (laughs) that i misattributed to iq underscore wine hunt so uh my apologies to you cody my apologies to iq underscore wine hunt Uh, you know uh, i'm I'm doing the best i can guys i'm just doing the best i I said this is great trying to get by yeah no i think i think we're crushing it Okay, so uh, the actual thing that IQ underscore wine hunt writes in, just finishing up the episode now. And Paul mentions all the other how did this get made movies that beat Tough Turf at the box office and includes Ladyhawk. To the best of my knowledge, Ladyhawk has never been done on the show. Wow. So many great. Se- oh, no, that's that's the text for later. Okay, so. Uh, um, uh, okay, so. Correct. Ladyhawk has never been done on the show, but I suspect I know why Paul mentioned it. And it's because we talk about doing it all the time on the show for a reason that is very specific. It was a favorite movie of mine in my childhood. It is a movie that I saw so many times. Lady Hawk is uh, Rutger Hauer, Matthew Broderick, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, and it is a medieval story about a, a witch who puts a curse on a couple who are in love, Rutger Hauer and, and, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, their age difference is staggering. Uh, Rutger Hauer by, uh, day is Rutger Hauer while Michelle Pfeiffer is a hawk. And by night, Michelle Pfeiffer is a, a, a lady and Rutger Hauer is a wolf. And Matthew Broderick is the thief who kind of stumbles on this and becomes kind of roped into their whole situation. And it's it's a what and it's a like I said, it's like a medieval style 
movie, but the the entire um, score is aggressive 80s synthesizer score. Like, the entire score was done on a Yamaha DX7, I feel like. <laughs> like, including, like, it might as well have the helicopter sound. It's right. so it's so anachronistic to the movie. It's, it's very distracting. But I, it's a movie that I've brought up doing on the show multiple times because it's an, it falls into that category of I loved this movie. I loved this movie when I was young and I, and I, I was obsessed with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. It was like, I think maybe one of my first crushes as a, as a, as a person, like as a young kid, I think one of my first crushes was Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie, just this movie, you know? Um, anyway, so I suspect that's why uh, Paul mentioned it because we've talked about it so much that he might think we've done it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think other people know. Discord we're asking too. So this was this is a great answer for everybody. I think so. Yeah. We've talked about it a handful of times and I suspect it's now just kind of slid into the uh how did this get made list, even though we we've talked about doing it but haven't. I feel like there's a couple movies that are like that. Okay, so the that that's it, right? That's it for corrections and omissions. That's okay. All. Is there let me guess, is there a song to wrap up corrections and omissions? There is. You get to pick a winner who who sent in the best correction omission or observation. Oh, I pick a winner? You pick a winner, and we reward them with a theme. I pick a winner, and we reward them with a theme. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so we've got we've got Dr. Guts, 1003, with the story about Jet Rink. We've got Corgi Herder, who's got the story about uh, Paul Moans, now Moshe Moans, uh, and all the different How Did This Get Made movies that he was in. Mitch Kappa, FKA Chunk Style, uh, about the law. He asked about the locker room fight. So that was a question. Um, okay, so I'm going to give the award to Corgi Herder for a specific reason. Yes, great information provided about um, Moshe Mond and uh, and the the fact that he'd been in other movies and so forth. But the reason I'm awarding the 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 prize to Corgi Herder is that it inspired. Our conversation about having a how did this get made convention. Yeah. Where all these people could be reunited, where we could do whole panels. So that was, I suspect, a very significant, even though just a bit of trivial information, which is interesting, provided, I suspect, what's going to be an enormous uh, inspiration for something that's going to really become a a huge thing down the line, which is how did this get made con or Team Fred con? (laughs) Team Sanity can do their own convention, yeah, but I I, guess say. what? They're not going to have any fun. No. no. Um, Fredcon is going to go nuts. <laughs> um, so congrats, Corgi Herder. Rose to the top to defeat all the others. You really honored your father and mother. You brought it all and you went all in. And guess what, buddy? You win nothing. All right. Nice. Um, do I, uh, uh, go, oh, I see. Uh, thank you, Seth Chatfield, for that amazing song. Great job, Seth. Uh, terrific. All the songs so far have been dynamite, uh, with the slight problem that most all of them have referenced Paul and not myself, so I feel slighted. Um, if you want to chime in with your own thoughts, uh, 
questions, corrections, omissions, flexes. Mostly it seems like everybody wants to brag about that they could Google the movie we did and, and, and find out information that we didn't tell them. Most of you seem to think as though we're keeping information from you. Like we're holding back the info, like you can't handle it. Like, did you didn't say, you didn't even mention, blah, 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 blah. We didn't. It's okay. You don't have to get all uh, uptight about it. We're all here. We're all, we're all friends. Except for Team Sanity. That's a classic, you know what it is? That's a classic Team Sanity move. To tell us what we missed. To tell us, to say to us, we, we Team Sanity knows better. Hey, guess what? Team Fred doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> but if you do want to hit us up, go to the Discord at discord.gg, I assume for Gilmore Girls, slash HDTGM, or call us at 619-PAULASK, 619-PAULASK. Uh, coming up next, I'm going to talk about, uh, oh, nice, I'm going <laughs> to... I like I like reading the script that I was provided and discovering the show as we go. <laughs> Coming up, I talk about what I'm watching, reading, and listening to. Oh shit, I gotta make a list during this break. Throw to the break! Okay, so uh, a lot of you are probably noticing that we've been putting out episodes on Mondays. Uh, they are re-releases. Uh, they're episodes that have been previously behind the paywall, uh, but we're bringing them back out. We're putting them in the feed so you guys can hear some of your favorite old episodes. Last week we did um, Boyfriend School, the the Steve Gutenberg uh, Australian um, Lobo. motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, what is it? Lobo. Lobo, thank you. I couldn't. I was couldn't remember it. Uh, we 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 put that out on Monday, uh, uh, which is was absolutely nuts. Um, and then didn't we have a Steve Gutenberg cameo? Didn't somebody send us a Steve yes. Gutenberg cameo? That's that, right. That was for. No, it wasn't for your birthday. But yes, we'll find it and we'll put it. I, was was I, it for Paul's birthday? Maybe. Oh, maybe we have I it. Think, although, he, yeah, go ahead. We have it in. Uh, our storage facility. I can pull it out. <laughs> our storage facility. In our, like, why you put vocal quotation marks around the storage facility? I didn't like when I was saying that either because I was like, Dropbox is gross. so boring. And now I'm like, yeah. In our, I'm just picturing you going through like dusty aisles and archives. Yeah, it's like next to the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> exactly. It is, there's, listen, there's oh, 300 episodes, 600 with these last looks and minis. There's a. Oh my god. There are dusty files. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, no, no. I'd say 90 percent <laughs> of what we're doing is dusty. Um, and then, sorry, Cody, you told me that this week's um, uh, matinee Monday is unforgettable. Yeah, unforgettable with Catherine What's Heigl. That? Catherine um, Heigl, Rosario Dawson. Dawson. This was a good one. That was a this great was a one. thriller, yeah. right? This is like a this is like a. a, a um, this is like a thriller that's like, what's the Rebecca De Mornay? Yeah, like the Hand um, That Rocks the Cradle style. Hand That Rocks the Cradle yeah, style thriller, it right? It's like, you don't know if it's in her imagination. She's right, right, right. Up, yeah. And there's this really bad weird text stuff through the whole movie. Oh, great. Okay, so that's what's coming up this Monday. So do yourselves a favor. Check in early in the week for that so you can get a new, a, 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 a refreshed episode, let's say. Not a new episode, but new to the feed in a while. So... Get it done, you idiots. All right. Now we're going to picks of the week. Wait a minute. This says Paul's pick theme. Where's Jason's? 
going to pick this week? <laughs> first of all, first of all, Mark Granger, who uh, who made that who made that uh, theme. Great work. We don't get enough metal themes. We don't get enough metal in this show. So kudos to Mark Granger for bringing the brutality to this episode. I loved it. I love that <laughs> driving. I love I love you know what? How did this get made? Needs more blast beats, guys. Yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. This show needs more blast beats. We need this show to be our our BPM needs to be way higher. You know, <laughs> we're just too relaxed. We're too chill. We need to be like at a breakneck, like death metal, speed metal, grindcore speed. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Now, my only beef with you, Mark Granger, is it seemed to be saying Paul's, 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 Paul's picks, 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 picks. This is not Paul's picks. This is Jason's picks. So I expect a new theme next week when I'm not here that says Jason's picks. <laughs> those those themes, people, by the way, after this are going to write a bunch of themes. I'm probably never going to have to do this again. I, I don't know. We'll see. I have, guess what, guys? I got picks. I got fucking picks. I, I'll just look at my list of everything I read, everything I watch, and everything I listen to. Do you guys have picks? Well, I mean, I I do, but uh, weirdly, it's the one that we talked about last time that Cody and I appeared on the show. Better Call Saul came back this week, oh. and oh. that this, the mid-season, uh, whatever, premiere, part two of this season premiere was just a mind-blower. One of the best hours oh, cool. of television I've maybe ever seen. Um, you know, it, we're, we're getting towards the end, so, I mean, if you haven't seen Better Call Saul yet, you know, most of it's on Netflix, so you could get into it, but we're we're five weeks out from the end of this show, and it's... God, it's been a spectacular final season. I'm a yeah. Oh, great. Blowing my mind. Yeah, I was um, I was too nervous to watch it, and then I watched it, and then too nervous. I yeah. was too nervous. Just things Just were coming because up. Because of what you knew was going to happen, I knew, what, yes. what we feared or might what you happen. Suspected yeah. might happen. Yeah. I, at the end of that episode, no joke, fingers were a little bit tingly. I was getting some proper anxiety that whole episode, and I was like, oh, wow, really? Your good. fingers were tingly, which means you're not getting enough circulation right. to them. I think I was just like clenched. I think nothing was moving in my body <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't think you should be reacting like I, that. I, I know. It's probably unhealthy. No, it's probably bad for all of us. Bad, yeah. <laughs> Devin had a heart attack what? <laughs> from an episode of Better Call Saul. <laughs> um, Cody, anything you want to... Uh, I, I still, uh, just for... I think we talked about this once before. Yeah, I was going to I ask. still have not... I have not started... Um, Breaking Bad, and obviously mm. subsequently have not started Better Call Saul. Um, I am just, I'm still, I'm about to start season six of Justified. I'm still in my, oh, okay. in my Justified watch. Nice. Um, How is that going for you? Love it. <laughs> love it. I love Justified. Holy shit. I want to be on Justified. <laughs> Can I be on Justified? Somebody let Justified know that I want in. Well, they're um, bringing it back, right? So I know, that's what started is... me watching it. Okay, well, I, I, I'll I'll pull in. I'll I'll make some calls for you, Jason. Yeah, make some calls. <laughs> so this is if anybody knows, I don't know, Ken Justified. You know, call him up Ken and say, justified. hey, <laughs> hey, Ken Justified, uh, Manzukis wants in. I'm googling um, him right now. So Ken Justified. Ken Justified. <laughs> I think the show's named after him. Um, so uh, okay, I've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, and 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 jump in if you guys <clears throat> are watching or have any thoughts about any of this. Um, <clears throat> first and foremost, it, it came out a while ago, but we haven't done a, a Quar Chat in a while. So I want to shout out uh, on Hulu, the Emma Thompson movie, Good Luck to You, Leo Grant. Yes, I saw that. Fantastic. 
Incredible, beautiful movie. So I, like it, it is absolutely wonderful. It is basically, it's like a play. It is, it is two people in a hotel room. Almost in the entirety of the movie is two people in a hotel room, and it is this beautiful story that is just I can't recommend enough. It is a like performance of a lifetime for Emma Thompson. It's incredible stuff. So that I can't recommend enough. I'm loving The Bear on FX. Um, the show about uh, the Chicago uh, restaurant chef, uh, blah, 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 family, restaurant show, family show, really good half hour, very stressful in a way that kind of, Cody, what you were saying about Better Call Saul about being stressed to watch it. Yeah. I, c- I can only watch one at a time because it's so tense. Yeah. Um, even though it's a half hour and even though there's certainly like comedic elements to it, um, it's a very tense show and I'm, it's, it's incredible. And the performances are next level. Wow. Yeah. After episode one, it's, it stressed me out and I was like, Ooh, yeah. I don't know if I'm ready for it too, but it is so good. It really is. It, and, and I, ne- I didn't ever, I don't know. Did you guys ever watch Shameless? Oh, no. yeah. Yeah. The original so the, I watched and a, a, the, a bunch of the William H. Macy one. But yeah. The, OK, so the, the lead actor, the lead actor was from Shame. I didn't watch Shameless, but the lead actor is from Shameless and is and is is in this and is terrific in this. Um, but and it makes me he's so good that I'm like, oh, should I go back and watch Shameless? Because this is a fantastic performance. Um, my one of my favorite shows, Tuca and Birdie, uh, the animated Lisa Hannawalt show uh, that stars. um Tiffany Haddish and Ali Wong is back on Adult Swim. Uh, and that is season three. And it is so far just incredible, just beautiful and heartbreaking and so, so funny and so absurd, but then also so heartbreaking and sad and wonderful. It really, I think there's three or so episodes up so far that are incredible. Uh, I haven't started the new season of What We Do in the Shadows, but it's up. Um, and it's spinoff show, which I love maybe as much, if not more, Wellington Paranormal is also back on HBO Max. Fantastic. Um, I'll save Ms. Marvel and the boys uh, for when Paul is yeah, here. Yeah, we got you and Paul to dig into those. Yeah, I suspect Definitely. he'll want to... I'm trying to I'm trying to highlight things that I suspect Paul isn't watching. Right. You know, that we wouldn't talk about. Um, the Old Man, the Jeff Bridges show um, that's on Hulu uh, is incredible. Oh, okay. um, Jeff Jeff Bridges as out of the game CIA operative who gets sucked back in hmm. and uh, is 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 kind of going head to head with John Lithgow. Um, oh, it's good. absolutely great uh, so far. I'm I've, I'm I'm truth be told, I'm only a couple into it, but I'm loving it. I'm probably gonna blaze through the rest of it this weekend. Okay. There's a dinosaur junior documentary, Devin, yes. called Freak Scene. Yes, there is. Cody, were you a Dinosaur Jr. fan? I got into them late. I do tend to put yeah. them on randomly, but where can we, where is that doc? Such a good question. Was it Apple? I I, say, I think I saw it on Apple. Yeah, I think okay. so. I think I watched it on Apple. It's called Freak Scene. Yeah. Um, it's terrific. Tons of people from that era of, you know, indie rock, college rock, alternative music. Um as a and I'll shout out a podcast briefly that similarly mines a similar territory, um, uh, a similar era of music, which is called Life of the Record, hmm. and they are single record breakdowns done by people, 
either the artists or people related to the record. There's a John Prine episode about John Prine's first record that's incredible. There's an episode, there's a Built to Spill episode. There's a they they there's a Japan Droids episode. There's, you know, some modern bands and a lot of like wow. you know, 90s indie rock there's bands. There's good stuff on here. I'm just checking it yeah. out. There's a Replacements Please to Meet Me, Elliot that's Smith's That's a great episode. Wow. Things We Lost in the Fire by Low, Software Slump by Granddaddy. These are some of my faves. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If people really like music deep dives, Devin knows that this is a podcast I listen to, but just because he brought up replacements, No Dogs in Space is like one of my favorite podcasts. It's really they're, good. Ooh. They're inc- Wait, did you say No Dogs in no Space? No Dogs, in, dogs space. in Space, which is sort okay, of great. a joke title, but um, yeah. they go in season. So last season they covered like the history of like punk in New York City and ended with Beastie Boys. Oh, great. Which is yeah. incredible. But they're starting kind of a journey into like alternative rock. And they're starting with this just like crazy deep dive of the replacements. And there's just great. so much information. And like, it's so good. So that's that's my my recommendation is no dogs in space for all those music lovers out there. Oh, I love that. That sounds amazing. Um, it, it, Similarly, I will. I, I'm sure I've mentioned it before because I've been listening to it for years, but dissect. Um, the podcast that every season breaks down a single album uh, is incredible. That is, uh, if you are if you are really into deep di- musical deep dives, that's another great great um, podcast to listen to. What else? Does anybody have anything else they want to throw out? I've got I some do. other stuff. I have one thing yeah. I wanted to mention. Uh, it's a movie that I saw this weekend that I just, I, I loved it so much. It's a bit of a lost film from 1979 called Old Boyfriends. Have either of you heard oh, of wow. this? I've no. not. So Joan Tewksbury directed it. It's her only film as a director. She's the person who wrote the script for uh, Altman's Nashville, which is one, oh, cool. one of my favorite movies. This is the only movie she directed herself from a Paul Schrader script with his brother. Oh, wow. I know. She so they had written a script called Old Girlfriends, the premise of which is that this, you know, guy for mysterious reasons is recontacting everyone he ever dated. Uh, Joan Tewksbury took the script and flipped it around, rewrote it as Old Boyfriends. And so now it stars Talia Shire as this woman at a kind of a crisis point we don't understand, seeking out all of her old boyfriends who are played by Keith Carradine, Richard Jordan, John Belushi, Buck Henry's in it, and John Houseman is in it. It's it's really special. I mean, honestly, I said at the end of it, I was like, okay, well, I just saw one of my favorite movies, uh, maybe that I've ever seen. Ordered the Blu-ray uh, before I went to sleep after that. I rented you it on Amazon. You ordered the Blu-ray? I ordered the Blu-ray Holy before shit, I went dang. to bed. Physical media? I'm a big physical media guy, um, especially for movies, um, you know, because yeah. you get all the special features. I'm a huge special features person. Um, this movie really is spectacular, though. And I, I rented it on Amazon. It was only a buck ninety nine. It's super, like, you know, this doesn't really cost much to go check out. I would highly recommend if any of that cast sounds interesting, if you love uh, Altman's Nashville. If Paul Schrader yeah. and his brother sound interesting, you should this check out Old Boyfriends. Every every element sounds incredible. Oh, oh, I will say this: at one point, John Belushi sings "ZZ Top." So great! <laughs> I'm like a hundred percent in. It's this so sounds great. fantastic. Great wreck, Dev. Go see it. Yeah, Cody. Anything that you're you're super into? This is a little niche, but um, I'm about finished with a book called "Stealing Home" by Eric Nussbaum, which is the history of um, the unfortunate history of Dodger Stadium. You know, I'm oh, a big wow. Dodger fan, and all of the um, families that were displaced from Chavez Ravine. But also, it, it gives you the background history of Los Angeles um, through the 20s and and kind of through the sixties too. And it's really interesting. And they're 
pretty short chapters because he goes back and forth. It's like a documentary of storytelling. So you go from like this one family to another man that became like more um, of a voice for the families not being kicked out. And then people who work for the city. It's actually really interesting. Again, it's a little niche if you're like in Los Angeles. And I think if you're a Dodgers fan, it's kind of necessary reading, um, yeah. but it's written really well. And it it's, it's a thick book, but it's been a fast read. And I, I'm just like, I love history and I love, I grew up in Los Angeles. So it's like, it's my history. So I've been really enjoying that. And again, it's stealing home by Eric Nussbaum. That sounds that. really interesting. It's yeah, great. That sounds great. Fantastic. Okay, great. Anything else? Um, I've got, I'm, I'll throw out some other stuff alone. Season nine, we're, we're, we're well into this season on history channel, not the season that's airing on Netflix. That is season eight. Season nine is happening right now uh, in Canada in, uh, and it's like really impressive. Everybody is these, it's everyone is so capable and so impressive and they are thriving in a way that has not happened in in many seasons. So I'm super excited. And they just announced they're doing something that's starting next month called Alone, I think, Frozen or something like that, where they're taking old contestants from Alone and and like immediately putting them into like Arctic conditions and seeing if they can last, I think, 50 days or something. Wow. So I'm very excited for that. Wow. Yeah, sounds re- really intense. I'm also obsessed with, I've become, a, I think I maybe have mentioned this before, but I've really been like super digging into it, maybe because of Alone, is the YouTube channel Primitive Technology. Yeah, um, you, you did mention which this is, once before, yeah. Which I cannot recommend enough. It is just a guy in New uh, no, uh, in Australia rather, I think, uh, who who just does these very intense builds of you know, um, a tile roof house or a, a a kiln to fire bricks and then use those bricks to build a structure. He is um, he is like so impressive and he's using methods that have been used for centuries to make, you know, uh, clay and bricks. And it, it is so I find it so and he doesn't talk. It's just the sounds of the of the forest and his work. Um, and it is so relaxing to watch. Yeah. It is somehow so my mother is now obsessed with it. So like part of our regular uh, 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 FaceTimes is my mother will be like, well, did you see the one where primitive technology m- makes, um, you know, makes iron? <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, yes, I saw that, you know, and then we'll talk about all the all the machinations he had to go through just to get metal out of something, you know, and it's it's nuts. It's great. So I've been watching a lot of that. I love that. Mm. Yeah, it's really. Oh, the Batman Unburied podcast is great. I'm loving oh. how many like um, podcasts people are doing. Marvel's doing them. DC's doing them that are set inside superhero worlds to tell smaller stories. There's been a bunch of good Wolverine ones. Yeah. There's been an old man Hawkeye one, I think now, and an old, uh, maybe an old man Wolverine one as well. I can't remember. But anyway, there's one now, uh, Batman Unbur- Unburied that's on uh, Spotify and it's terrific. Uh, really good. Really strong. Uh, oh, nice. and very immersive yeah, uh, kind of storytelling. Really sound. They sound design the shit out of it, and it sounds really cool. Love that. Oh, Stanley Tucci's Searching for Italy season two is out, and boy, oh, out? is he just the best. Yeah, God. it's on. At least it's on Direct TV. I saw it on Direct TV. Okay, 
So maybe, I don't know. Uh, But, oh, and you know what I want to, I haven't seen it yet, but I want to promote our friends John Gabris and Adam Pally have a new travel, because I love a travel log show. I love Bourdain and Stanley Tucci. And, uh, you know, I love all the types of shows where people are going places and experiencing things. And this one coming up has our friends in it, so I know it's going to be funny. It's Pally and Gabris, and it's called, it's on True TV, and it's called A Hundred Places to Party Before You Die, I think. 101. 101. 101. I'm sorry. It's 101 Places to Party Before You Die. It's on True TV, uh, and it's just, if you, you, I'm sure a lot of you know Gabris and Pally. It's just them going to places and partying, <laughs> and it's fucking awesome. I love those so, guys. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and check that out when you can. Um, anything else? Listen to our matinee Mondays, guys. Absolutely. Uh, oh yeah, fucking listen to the matinee Mondays, guys. Go listen to the deep dive. The other show listen over to the here. Deep dive. Listen that to I make, the deep which dive. Is Raphael and Jessica Sinclair are a favorite maniac. You know, you love June. You know and love Jessica for her, <laughs> of uh, her dislike of trash can fires and her, and of course you know her well because her family has one of the largest collections of Fabergé eggs in, <laughs> in the greater <laughs> Philly area, in suburban Philly, the Fabergé you the, the Fabergé egg St. Clairs of suburban Philadelphia, of course. We uh, oh, heard. You know what? I'll also say this because if Paul was here, he would say, "Hey." Don't forget to check out Unspooled as well. We're doing some really, oh, yes. we're doing some really, really good ones right now. We're in the middle of a Heroes and Villains uh, series. So, oh, I love that. Yeah, we're doing our Heroes series. In, as part of that, we've done Paddington Two, we've done Blade, Great. we've done Superman, uh, the Richard Donner one. I loved one. how Paddington Two was uh, a recurring bit in the Nicolas Cage yes. uh, unbearable weight of massive talent exactly. movie. Exactly. Amy Nicholson, really of course, great. mentioned that in the uh, oh good oh, in good, the good, Unspooled good. episode because she's a huge Nick Cage fan. But uh, yes, last week we did Blade, which is a movie I've been trying to get them to cover for years and it was awesome uh they loved it i would say exactly the correct amount it is a great it is a movie that is uh, a five-star love of mine and definitely oh, wow. not a five-star film <laughs> but, maybe i need to rewatch blade i, I haven't watched should. it probably since it came out got to blade is yeah. brilliant blade 2 is is like the got yeah. the visual invention and blade that's 3 that's the one that has christopherson uh, or that's three christopherson's in all of them Oh, he's in all. Yeah, of he's Whistler. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's Blade's kind of well, whatever. You should right, watch right, the movies. right. Yeah, but the third one, I will say, Blade Trinity. That's an underrated movie. It is very, very funny. It's Ryan Reynolds doing his like his Deadpool right. act like fifteen years early. Parker yep. Posey is an evil vampire villain. Patton Oswalt's in it. I mean, it's a fantastic movie. I love. Ooh, I love that. I love all the Blade series. Now, quick question: Do you need me to guest host Unspooled? Now, <laughs> oh yeah, um, like interesting question. Is this? I mean, b- being that Paul's unavailable, right. Like, do I need to jump in the chair? Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, you probably do. We're doing uh, we're doing Starship Troopers next week, so that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, Paul I, did that leave is a good town one. and didn't tell anybody. So that I don't wow. know that that's been revealed of why you're here, Jason. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't reveal that. Um, I, you know, uh, I'm not going to sell him out like that. But if you're going to, Cody, I don't fine. mind. It put me in a tough spot. Uh, <laughs> I had to call spot. you. <laughs> I found out he no. was leaving town on stage at the head of the Scamancho <laughs> on Saturday. He was just like, and you know, and we're flying out tomorrow morning. He says to the audience, "I was like, oh, are you okay? Cool." <laughs> 
Holy shit. Amazing. Um, oh, speaking of the show. Yeah, go for it. No, speaking of the show on Saturday, let's let's reveal what the movie is for next week. That's our last piece of business here. Oh, Great segue, thank you so Dev. much. Thank, thank you so you. much, Devin. You're a, a, a legend. Okay. So speaking of legends, great segue. <laughs> <clears throat> We will be talking next week about the legend of the Stardust Brothers. Holy shit. Is this was this was a absolute fever dream of a watch. This was straight up bananas to watch and it was a delight and the conversation was hilarious. The audience was terrible. I hated them. <laughs> um but it was great. We had a great time uh, at Largo. You're going to hear us talk about all sorts of stuff. Uh, and 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 it's a movie. Uh, I don't think I'm spoiling anything when I say this. It is a movie that is that is essentially a movie told in stitched together music videos. So if you remember, like how Voyage of the Rock Aliens started with like a music video. What if every two minutes another music video happened? <laughs> That's this movie. And the plot elements of the movie are inside the songs. So it's very hard to keep track of what's going on. It is a bizarre, hilarious, wild ride of a movie that makes... And we, we spend a lot of time in the conversation trying to make sense of what is going on. And I think truly just have to abandon... Anything, any hopes of understanding it and just give over to the fact that it is just absolute uh, insane mania on screen and just just enjoy it. Don't try and figure out, like, what's the plot of this? Because best as I can tell, there is no real plot. <laughs> right. Would you guys agree? Yeah. <laughs> There's but there's things that happen, but I don't think there you are could things call that happen. <laughs> there are things that happen, and there are characters that we are quote unquote following. Yes, but it is just a wall to wall head scratcher in terms of story. But it is visually and sonically delightful. It is an absolute blast. So I cannot recommend enough. The Legend of the Stardust Brothers. It's available to stream uh, uh, wherever you stream stuff. Here's the trailer for The Legend of the Stardust Brothers. Brothers. Okay, everybody, that's the show. We fucking did it. Emergency averted. Uh, uh, we nailed it. Uh, we got through the whole script. Uh, if you can, rate and review the show. I know every show says it, but guess what? It helps. It helps. So go rate, review the show, get other people to rate and review the show. Sign in on other people's computers. If, you're, if your significant other or your parents or somebody are there and their computer's open, use their login to go rate and review the show. Honest to God, I'm going to just say it. Five stars, guys. Give it, give it five stars because honestly, why not? Here we are, 11 years in, still coming up with new challenges. What is the name of the How Did This Get Made fans? Who knows? Anyway, make sure you're following the podcast on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you're using, Overcast or Pod Pockets or Pocket Casts or 
I don't know, any of them. You you know what you're using. So wherever you are, uh, make sure you subscribe to How Did This Get Made so you're getting every single episode as soon as it comes out. Visit us on social media at HDTGM. I'm assuming that's on all social media? That's on everything. That's on everything. All so if you go to at HDTGM on Friendster, guess what? We're going to be there. <laughs> it, at HDTGM on MySpace, we will be there. And for commercial-free episodes of How Did This Get Made and our entire archive, and honestly, so much more, the text says, sign up for Stitcher Premium for a free one-month trial. Use the code word BONKERS for a free month trial at Stitcher Premium so you have unfettered access to the entire commercial-free catalog. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what it would be like to listen to an episode of this goddamn show with no commercial interruptions? Wow. Insane. A big thanks to our producers, Cody Fisher, Molly Reynolds, our engineer, Devin Bryant, and our publisher, July Diaz. This would literally be impossible without them. This this entire episode today would be categorically impossible <laughs> if, if Cody had not held my hand and given me a script and made this happen. Cody, Devin, thank you both so much for your help. You made this absolutely impossible task. Not only possible, but an absolute delight. Thank you, Jason. You crushed it. How did I do? Did I do Amazing. Good? You crushed it. Does this feel, does, does, this, does this feel like a, a Last Looks episode? Yeah. Like a, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do you think we'll get nominated? I think we're going to get nominated for an Emmy. What, for an Emmy? We're talking. Wow. <laughs> I'm, the buzz we'll is out see. there. Holy shit. I would, lo- oh my God, I'd love to get an Emmy for this episode of Last Looks. <laughs> Okay, so now I'm going to go, we're going to still leave this in. I'm going to go and I'm going to record the introduction line that you heard at the beginning. Guess what? Here, here's a little bit of how the, how the sauce is made. Uh, I'm going to record that now because I already recorded the episode. So guess what, fuckos? I know what we talk about. So when I tease it at the top, I'm not clairvoyant. I've just already done the show. And you have just caught up to the moment where I'm going to record it. So let's record it right now. And I'm going to leave it at the end, and I'm going to put it at the beginning. Here (laughs) we go. Okay, everybody. Jason Manzook is here. Not Paul. Paul's out of town. Everybody freaked out. So I got to do this. I'm in the closet. I'm in a full body sweat. I don't know how one of these works. I've only ever done a core chat. But ready or not, here we go. So in today's last looks, we're going to talk about, oh, what should How Did This Get Made fans be called? Or if I just don't know, what do you call each other like in the wild when you see another how did this get made fan? Do you do you do you self-identify as a thing or do you just scream geostorm at each other and run away? Also, uh, here's a question. If there was conceivably a how did this get made convention, would you show up? What would your cosplay be? And what movie would you be excited to have us bring back as a panel or to talk about? And who would you want signing at the booths, right? That's a good one. I think that's pretty good. We talk about it in this goddamn episode. You know how I know? We already recorded it, you fucking idiots. Also... Devin, Cody, and I give you a shitload of recommendations for stuff to watch, stuff to read, stuff to listen to. We're just honestly crushing it on Rex today. So it's Rex and Effects on this episode of How Did This Get Made? Colon, Last Looks. Hit that theme. How did this get made? 